0: This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.
1: You love listening to podcasts. That's why you're listening to your favorite one right now. How about streaming music? Goes without saying, right? What happens when you combine one of the internet's premier streaming audio sites and your favorite Jabberjaw Media Podcast? Gold, I tell you. Check out adobe.com for some great streaming music and every single Thursday from 5 to 8 p.m. is the Jabberjaw Media Block featuring The Modern Vinyl Podcast and Break It Down with Matt Carter. And that's just the beginning. Adobe will be bringing you more of what you want, great music and great podcast powered by jabberjaw media that's i-d-o-b-i adobe.com
2: not everything metal was created equal what an
3: ugly thing to
1: say
2: the metal sucks podcast shiggity chuck and godless attempt to bring order to chaos or just make stupid jokes about dumb people
4: stupid a person below normal intelligence this is the
2: metal sucks podcast
1: Greetings and salutations, my fine metal friends. Welcome to another edition of the Metal Sucks Podcast. How are you doing? I'm Chuck. And I'm godless. And this is your weekly examination of all things metal, the Metal Sucks Podcast. Make sure you are subscribed to this damn thing itunes stitcher google play wherever you get your podcast you'll be able to find the metal sucks podcast there how do you do it search metal sucks uh, you find it and, 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 and click and then subscribe and then leave us a couple of stars tell us we suck uh you can also find us on social media i'm at bearded ape
2: i'm at godless
1: speaks godless speaks on facebook and spotify and on instagram at chuck and godless and chuck and godless.com that'd be our patreon if you would like to support us uh, we'd love to have you. We really would. We got some cool extras and all kinds of other stuff that Lots we're gonna be of posting. Stuff on. Coming yeah, in. we really do. So a uh, lo- lot of cool things that are in there. Uh, you've got your first raised God. Uh, what was it? Raised Godless. Yeah, raised Godless. Yeah. yeah. That episode went up. A lot of good reactions to that, which I thought was pretty cool. So yeah. that's just for our Patreon people. So uh, you want to? You might want to jump in and hook it up. It could be as little as a dollar, or you know, or you could give us uh, $500 a five hundred dollars a month if you want. That'd be great.
2: Okay. Yeah, that'd be
1: okay. I'd be fine with that. I I think we'd be totally okay with that. Tell me
2: we're not worth it. Tell me you're not
1: worth it. Uh, We're not worth it. I'm saying right now, we're not worth it. Somebody who does think we're worth it. Middlesex Podcast brought to you by SeatGeek, man. Buying tickets online for sports and concerts has never been an easy process. I mean, you go in and you try to click and find the right seat. Uh, and you wind up, like, waiting, and the time's out, next thing you know, you lost the seat to somebody else, or, you know, it's just always hard to find the best deal for that game or show that you want to go to, and it, it can be a pain in the ass. Well, SeatGeek is making it different, and they've revolutionized the entire process, man. They come along created an amazing app and website to make it easier for fans to buy and sell tickets. So, what do they do? You know, not only is it a website, but the app. That's actually what I thought was really cool. Because, you know, you're thinking with your friends about, oh, well, we want to do this tonight. Well, can you get tickets to that tonight? You can always check Seeky and find out. It's the first place to go to look for tickets for what's going on right now. And if you have the Seeky app on your phone, uh, you just look up stuff. It's it's just so cool because you can... um, uh, I wish that we had a, Like a major franchise In Austin, Texas uh, Because this would be The easiest way To buy tickets to a game To go check something out And they do price comparisons For you by searching Multiple ticket sites And ensuring that you get The best possible deal And the website gives you You just get the most Bang for your buck Because it's really uh, They give everything a grade Based on the value That you're going to get So any underpriced seats Or anything like that You're going to get The best deals and what fits your budget And you know we're gonna even hook you up with twenty dollars rebate uh, for for getting into SeatGeek just just for being a Metal Sucks listener.
2: Yeah, to get your twenty dollars rebate. Uh, all you need to do is download the SeatGeek app, which is really easy. You just do a search on your uh, Google Play Store or your iTunes uh, 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 Store, whatever it is that you're using. You go to settings on the SeatGeek app, and you click Add a promo code. Enter the promo code Metal Sucks, all one word. Metal Sucks, and then uh, SeatGeek will send you 20 bucks after you make your first purchase it's win 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 right so like you win because you get the app you, the seatgeek wins because you get to use their service instead of their competitors who are lame and then we win because seatgeek finds out that you are a devoted metal sucks podcast listener which is really cool and and then we're, we're going to make sure you win one more time when we
1: hand you 20 bucks so i mean come on <laughs> it's a good deal man in hey, this episode we got uh, we got an action-packed episode for you dave davidson is going to be our guest uh, he's been on the podcast before uh and uh but awesome dude uh we have a special thing though this time around we've done we're gonna do something we've never done before we're actually gonna premiere a brand new track off their new record called great is our oh, sin awesome. which is really kick-ass i don't know if uh yeah, you have you listened to because we, we we we're lucky enough to sometimes get promos for records ahead of time and be able to listen to it have you listened to the whole thing yet I haven't. I got to tell you, this song
2: is my favorite on the album. So this has got me just like so stoked. I'm so excited. Well, it was crazy uh, because
1: we were, because like when we were talking about it, you didn't know which one we were going to pre- premiere, and I mentioned the name. And you're like, "Holy crap, that's like the one you know, yeah, off the record yeah. that I really love." I was like, "Oh, it's perfect, perfect." So. We got, got this like out.
2: awesome twist, like with like a minute left to go in the song. It's, you know, that comes out of left field and it just, it's like, whoa, it's like this huge revelation. So yeah, you, you're going to dig the tune.
1: It's pretty cool. So we get a new tune from Revocation. Uh, he'll also, Dave's going to explain a little bit more about the song, which is pretty cool because we know what song we're going to, when we talk to him. So that's coming on. We're going to do something new from DRI. We're going to talk about, uh, talk about why we don't care when the new tool record is going to come out. <laughs> it doesn't kids it just doesn't matter it really doesn't but it is so hard to believe though that it is july already i am like i'm freaking out that we're already halfway through the year i mean i know that we did our like best of the year you know a month ago already which is hard to believe but i mean right now in texas it has just decided to Become sweltering all of a sudden like the summer has finally hit i know that you don't have to worry about that shit in ireland but it, <laughs> hell no it's 106 <laughs> degrees up in this motherfucker right now i mean it's been unbelievable and i mean like hey air my air conditioner in my car is going out <laughs> i mean i'm driving around just sweating balls right now it is oh it's so bad i mean i'm trying to figure out how to take apart my dashboard so i can fix my air conditioner in my car
2: <laughs> why? Why would that even like occur to you? That that's the thing that, dry, that uh, is like like crazy to me. Because to me, it's like everything that happens in that dashboard is like
1: magic, you know. <laughs> so it's, you might as well not open it's up not the magic. dashboard. It's electronics. It's easy. <laughs> it's like it's got wires and those wires. Most of the time, it's like a loose wire somewhere, right? And if you pull the thing apart, you can put it back together and put the and it'll work. You know, it's, it's mechanical, and so it's got a process. The problem is, like, they hide all the shit on how to figure out how to do it. You know, I used to have an old car, and the old car, you got a manual, and the manual's got all the shit in it that tells you exactly how to fix it, and... Uh, they just don't do that crap anymore, man. And so it's uh, pain in the ass. <laughs> it,
2: it, this reminds me, of, like, it's just just another reason that I'm like half a man, right? So, <laughs> like, like I go to uh, a friend of uh, uh, a friend of the family's visiting with him, and this dude is like the most macho dude on earth. Former, you know, like Hell's Angel, former military, like signed up for, like four to- four tours or something like that. Anyway, so we're like in the backyard. He's got the axe and a bunch of wood. And I'm like, I, I'm like, I'll, you know, I'm gonna gonna chop some wood. I've never picked up an axe before. I have no idea. Like, <laughs> really? <laughs> there I am, like, like the, in the most lame way possible, trying to, to to chop wood. This poor guy is looking at me like, what the hell? And of course, I don't, I don't accomplish anything except nearly kill myself. And then I just put the axe down. And I walk over and I go, Yeah, it looks like you're. Axe is (laughs) broken. What else am I going to say,
1: right? Uh, I, I mean, come on. An axe is like, that's like the simplest tool that like, you know, when early caveman days, they made that shit out of stones and stuff like you should be able to use that. Uh, I don't know what was wrong with it, but this axe was broken. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm sure it was. I'm surprised you didn't k- chop your leg off with that thing, man. Because that's what exactly. most people do is they wind up missing and like cut the cut themselves. Off. But, but I mean, see, it, that's
2: the thing. It's like even like pulling a, a dashboard apart. I'm like, I can't do that because something might jump out at me and I might die.
1: You know, <laughs> you just don't do it. It's you know? not that bad. I mean, come on. Uh, uh, just uh, fixing. Like the wife hit me up the other day. I came in the house and there's like, oh, my vacuum cleaner's all messed up and uh, it's not working or whatever, it's not sucking right, it's, but it works this way and doesn't work that way. I'm like, alright, well bust out the screwdriver, take apart the vacuum cleaner, replace the little part that's busted and put it all back together and everything works and uh, we move on, you know, it's like but it's just like part of, it doesn't make me a manly man, does it? I mean, is, is that part of like, man, I am man because I can fix things.
2: I got, I had alright, so this is my last house, right? I got uh, a bathtub the water won't go down the drain. The drain is clogged. I don't know what's going on, right? So, all right, that's all right. I'll just use the other, you know, tub for the next, uh, you know, a few weeks until my dad comes to visit. My dad's a real man. So he, he'll fix it, you know, figure out what's going on. My dad comes over like three, four weeks later. And I'm like, hey, dad, while you're here, you mind taking a look at this tub, trying to figure out why the, the drain is clogged? And there, same water that's been there for the last four weeks, just sitting there still. He goes in, he looks at it, he puts his finger over, and then he... Clicks the button to like move the drain. Oh my god! Really? Goes. I'm I'm
1: telling you, dude. I'm completely lost. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That's uh, that's um. Wow.
2: I once hired a a a plumber to fix my dishwasher, and he flipped the uh,
1: switch on the wall. It turned the electricity (laughs) on the dishwasher. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it cost me 75 bucks. <laughs> I was so pissed. Like I I I have a you know, I have a washer and dryer in in the house and uh it was starting to knock. It was doing this thing where it was just knocking all the t- like constantly every time you you'd run a load on the spin cycle. And and it's not the cheapest, but it's a little it's older. I've had it for a long time. And uh, and it was one of those, like, oh, well, I could take it apart. I, I looked online, got the diagram, looked at this. I'm like, oh, well, it's probably the bearings. It's probably this. And, uh shit, you know, it might be at the point where I might have to get a new one because appliances nowadays don't last like they used to. And uh, so I went ahead and called a repairman, which I hate fucking doing. I hate calling a repair guy because I can usually fix it, right? You no, know, that's like a hobby of mine is a repair oh, guy. No, I, yeah. uh, no, it's, hell no. I hate doing it because I really th- most of the time I can fix what's going on and uh and, and so I called this repair guy but because it looked like it was going to be something a little too invasive for me to really fuck around with he pulls it pulls the top off and he's like oh crank 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 three little bolts on the top with a weight that were and the weight was coming loose and that was it I was like, son of a bitch. I was like, I could have fucking. Oh, yeah, I was so pissed, pissed at myself that I didn't just at least take it apart and try to fix. It. I fixed my refrigerator the other day. Why fix the ice maker? That was fucking up so bad. I like did I didn't all this think that was fixable. I didn't think it was. I wasn't sure. Like what I was reading, it was a problem. But, dude, it's not that bad. I mean, are you just like not mechanically inclined? Is that the problem? The kid's bed broke the other day, right? And like
2: you know, all right, all right, let's, let's let's figure this out. Let's figure this out, you know. So my wife and I pull the mattress off the off the uh, uh, off the bed. I send the kid downstairs for the screwdriver. He comes back up and I'm like, oh, give, give it to your mom. <laughs> she fixed the damn
1: bed. Oh man, I'll, I'll hold I'll hold the mattress. It's heavy. <laughs>
3: uh,
1: but I don't think it's like a, it's, it's not like a requirement for your man car to be able to fix. You. I don't think I mean oh it totally
2: know. is is it, it? Totally okay cool is. then I'm yeah. a man
1: I'm a man you baby. are yeah you I, I fix stuff I've got a bad back yeah alright I'm a man yeah
2: <laughs> Yeah. see I'd be more of a man but I'm afraid I'm gonna grow hair on my back that's no. that's
1: <laughs> too late for that My, I've already I've already got all that taken care of So
2: that's kind of a trade. I'll hire repair guys if I don't get a hairy back.
1: That (laughs) that seems like a fair trade to me. Meh. You know, there's wax for that, man. You know, it's all good. (laughs) You know, that's part of the part of the deal, man. You know, the wife shaves the back, and life is good. You know. Oh, does she shave your back? I fix it. Oh well, not not much anymore. At this point, it doesn't matter. I'm not trying to impress anybody. So, Uh (laughs) you know, back in the day, you know, when I go outside, now I don't. Swim with my shirt off. Don't 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 bother with that anymore. That's just that's no fun for anybody. So uh, <laughs> I, and I call it it's it's my I'm trying to save myself from getting skin cancer. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not not the fact that I'm a fucking fat ass and I don't want to get in the pool without a shirt on. Uh, but no, no, you know. Uh, there's, there's a lot. sunscreen's expensive you know so like uh, yeah I don't I don't want to do use all that so yeah I don't even bother well with there's that anybody
2: anymore. in Dublin who would like to instead of contributing to the Patreon <laughs> come over to my house and figure out what the hell's wrong with my my bathtub now because now <laughs> I get this like this I don't know what it is you take a shower and the floor turns into a swamp you know so yeah. I think there's a leak somewhere into the, there was a big mushroom growing on the pipe of the bathtub so I'm assuming that that Aren't mushroom you- was living off of water that you're renting through. though aren't you i
1: mean you, you don't yeah so why don't you call yeah. your landlord or whatever
2: well because you know it's it's there's always, it's always something I, I mean the oven's got a problem with it too and you know i'm just i'm slowly building a list that the, you know we the land person can just you know hire a, a a repair guy to do you know a dozen things but yeah i'm kind of holding out
1: see i fixed my oven uh, I, fi- I, f- I fixed my, my, my gas, my gas oven myself, like, a the, the, it scared the shit out of my wife, like, to, to no end, uh, because, you know, I'm messing around with the gas stove, right, and you think about it, if you fuck it up, you know, <laughs> you blow the fucking house up or something, right, and she's like, no, no, not just, why don't we call somebody, blah, 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 I'm like, look, it's just the damn thing with the igniter you just got to turn this thing on and do this and do that and i'll pull it and i'm and it fucking works and you know i didn't have to call anybody to fix it and it's there it's just, it's not that hard to like learn some of that stuff man there was a guy yesterday uh, with a huge ladder out cleaning the
2: gutters on uh, the down the whole block And I just like had the phone in my hand, thinking to myself, I don't know what 911 is here in Ireland, but this guy's going to die. (laughs) (laughs) You should not be up that high for something that is so. You hire somebody for that, you know? No no sense. I'm risking your life over some leaves, you know? Come on,
1: it's not that bad. I'm going to have to revoke your man card here soon. I mean, like, you know who like, has a man card? Hmm.
2: Dave from Revocation's yeah. got a man
1: card. That's man. only because he went to school for it. That's all. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Dave Davidson, lead uh, screamer slash guitar player slash man about town. Uh, Revocation have a new album called Great Is Our Sin. We're going to hear a brand new track off of that after we talk to Dave here on the Metal Sucks podcast. What's up, David? It's Chuck and God, that's run of Mandalics Podcast. What's happening, man? What's up,
0: Chuck? How you doing? <laughs> I'm good, man.
2: Hey Dave, how much school debt huh? do you have?
0: School debt? Uh, I don't I don't have any. Oh,
2: really? Did you get like a full ride or
0: uh, I got uh, I got a little over little over half. So I got Super a good, good, good chunk of a scholarship, yeah. That's pretty good. Better than I did.
1: We just got off the phone with
2: Scott Lewis of uh, Carnifex, you know? And uh-huh. uh And he was just talking about like, you know, one of the like cruelest things about the music business is that it doesn't matter how good you are at the end of the day. It has so little to do with your eventual success. And that made, of course, us think of you because there's nobody better than you. And yet, you know, here you are. You still got a pretty good success. You know, it's kind of cool like that.
0: Oh, you're you're too kind. Thank you. Well, you know well, that's probably
2: true. But yeah, but dude, what was it uh, that uh, what's his face Mark from Periphery said he wanted to shrink you, Rick Moranis style, and stick you in his ear? Yeah, he wanted to stick you in his ear because he just loves the sound of hearing you play all the time.
0: Yeah, that was uh, that was a fun uh, fun afternoon. I was in uh, in town, Silver Spring, Maryland. Met up with those dudes. I was coming back from a uh, from from Maryland Death Fest. Just kind of met up with a bunch of people in that local Baltimore, DC area, and got to play with a bunch of Misha's toys. And Mark happened to be there hanging out, so we all had a good time and just got to got to check out a few of the the various git git fiddles that uh, that Misha had at his disposal. Is
3: there
2: anything cooler than that than like jamming with musicians that you dig?
0: I I love it. Uh, it's it's really really rewarding. It's it's cool to. I just love guitars in general, you know. So checking out uh, different gear and stuff like that, but it's also extra special when you can hang out with uh, with some people that uh, you've toured with before and are, are are just really great dudes and are doing their own thing.
1: So do you do you like record that stuff when you guys are farting around? I, I saw the video of uh, that you had posted of the you playing on the Fender with the the autumn leaves, and I was like, that's kick ass. You know, do you, do you record all that stuff, or is it just lost
4: to the world?
0: A lot of the stu- the majority of the stuff I don't record. I'm just working on music or working on a transcription or something like that and just just playing through stuff the the the, the thing with uh, with Mark and and Misha again I was just sort of jamming and and they both like pull out their phone and like film a little bit of stuff here and there like uh, kind of more of like a candid thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, most of it's out in the ether I guess.
1: Well, that kind of sucks. I mean cuz I mean there there could be some fun magic there, man.
0: Yeah, it should be like a
2: Tupac-style box
0: set <laughs> for Dave Davidson in <laughs> the future. You know? I, I think a, lo- a lot of the times it's just I'm not really focused on trying to record it. I'm just trying to be like in the moment and and, and work on stuff rather than be concerned with trying to document it and record it. If if I'm writing music for revocation or, or whatever, you know, some project I'll, I'll just jam for a while. And then like, once I'm in that mindset of, of of that creative, once that creative spark hits me where I'm like, okay, I really like this. uh, Then I'll record that. But, but for the most part, uh, yeah, I mean 95% of my practice time and, and when I'm working on stuff and I'm not recording and I'm just sort of trying to be in the moment and just letting things flow.
1: That's pretty awesome to be able to still feel that way, you know, to still get lost in the music. I mean, uh, that seems to be kind of rare for a lot of people to be able to disconnect to you know, all the other stuff that's connected to it, band, business, all of that, and just be able to play.
0: Yeah, it's kind of fun. Um, I, I think part of it is just going into that, that zen mode, Maybe maybe because I've, I listen to a lot of jazz, um, and I've gone to a, a lot of jazz concerts where it's like, I hear these guys are performing, uh, Just and, and every night it could be something new, and if someone doesn't record it, it's just lost to the, you know, out, out there forever. But it's kind of cool in the same way, like, to have that much confidence in your playing that you can kind of create every night and have something be fresh every night and not have to worry about, like, oh, is this being recorded or is, is this being documented? Um, and just you know, just it's almost like a a weird meditation that you're that you're witnessing, uh, and, and and two people uh, c- conversing and having an experience in the moment, rather than always having to think of like documenting something and and putting it online so it can be in perpetuity for forever. Um, it's it's kind of cool to just be in the moment. and I think having l- listening to jazz uh, m- like reminds me of that of, of how pleasurable music can be. As it's just sort of a meditative experience when you're just living it right then and there and, and not worrying about trying to capture it for future generations to check out.
2: I got to tell you, Dave, there's such a weird disconnect between like, you know, talking to you and then, you know, hanging out with you. It's like you seem so well adjusted and then, you know, listen to your albums and you <laughs> seem really angry. And I'm always wondering, where is the anger come from? And then I'm like, oh, well, if I had to listen to jazz all the time, I'd get pretty angry too. So. <laughs>
0: That's must that must be where it comes from. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: so what but, but seriously, yeah, what, yeah, what, so what, what makes what's, you angry? what's pissing you off right now?
0: Well, I mean, there's there's so many issues that are uh, affecting society and uh, the world, so I I think it doesn't take much to go to a dark place, You just have to kind of look into things and research stuff and um you know, it's it, it, it's easy to to find things that uh are, are deeply troublesome. Metal has always been that kind of outlet for me, where if I'm having anxieties about certain things, or just just sort of my my own fears about where we're heading, or or, or even in my personal life, like what's happening, um, it's it's just been an outlet. It's it's this weird sort of form of alchemy where I can take these negative emotions and, and, and turn them into something, uh, you know, hopefully positive that can maybe inspire other people or at least Make someone else feel like they're they're not alone in their in their same kind of worries and, and anxieties, um, and, and hopefully some positivity can come from that.
1: Great is our sin. Is this a record more internal, more external, or which where does it fall on that spectrum?
0: It's it's more of a external record. It's basically about the the folly of man throughout history. So I take a look back to Middle Ages all the way up to. To present day, um, and, and cover a lot of topics with, with, with the concept of "great as our sin" being sort of the underlying theme. Uh, that the title itself was appropriated from a Charles Darwin quote um, that states, uh, "If the misery of the poor be caused not by the laws of nature but by our own institutions, great is our sin." So that really, really resonated with me, um, and just made me kind of take a look back. Like I said, at, at uh, the sins of man throughout recorded history
2: it 's interesting because it's like it, it sounds like it 's almost like a rejection of the idea of the original sin yeah this this idea that we 're all born evil and and wrong, and you know it 's only through the grace of of uh you know this deity or another that we are allowed to have, be what, uh, whatever have whatever happiness that we are allowed to have is that kind of how is that the right kind of reading on that that this is sort of a re, a, re, uh, a retort to that idea
0: well it it's it certainly and the concept of sin and redemption is, is very, very interesting, and you know all the major religions have it. The album isn't specifically, um, the, the concept isn't specifically about religion, although there are some songs that, that deal with religion, um, specifically the song "Copernican Heresy," uh, that goes back to sort of the time of, of Copernicus and Galileo and Giordano Bruno, great thinkers, scientists, philosophers that were persecuted by the church particularly with Copernicus, with his heliocentric view of the solar system that wasn't jiving too well with, uh, with the Church at the time, and you know, he was basically, like, they really sort of stamped down on his research and, and uh, you know, prevented him from doing his work, which we now know to be true. You know, I think you can take a look at, at something like that that happened in the, whatever it was, 15th century or 14th century, and, you know, it's, it still has real-life applications today, right? So... Uh, that? I forget the quote uh, exactly, but basically, you know, people that don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Uh, so, in, in the regards of uh, in regards to uh, religion, the, the, the sort of impact between religion and science, and look what's happening right now with stem cell research. Um, you know, there could be cures for a lot of diseases, or at least uh, we could be researching these cures. Uh, if not for the impediments set up by the religious right to uh, you know prevent research into the stem cell field all because of this superstitious religious belief that you know the soul is formed at the moment of conception so you know there's there, that 's sort of one song that's specifically uh catered towards religion but but the the entire record doesn 't necessarily only deal with that mm-hmm. there's a, there's a variety of other topics that are covered as well
2: to have that kind of like as you describe it, fear and anxiety just about whether it's current events, but that's on another level when you're able to like have that kind of empathy for something that, you know, you're pulling from a dusty old book.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's just, it's, it's interesting, right? And it has sort of, again, like real life application to what's happening today. So while it it did happen so many hundreds of years ago, um, those same driving forces that created that atmosphere way back then are, are, are still occurring today. So I think that's something that continues to, to inspire me because it's still something that's, that's worth talking about. With a song like uh, Theater of Horror, that, that song is about public executions in medieval times and sort of the, the, the morbid curiosity of, of the public that were going out to witness these events as a form of, of, of you know, macabre entertainment that coupled with the, the, the ruling power structures, uh, you know, putting that type of violence on display to not only entertain people, but to, to really shock them uh, into obeying and into you know shock them into submission. And I think, you know, it's, wh- why do people slow down w- when there's a car accident? Right? There's this sort of morbid curiosity in everyone, or whether you you want to acknowledge it or not, it's just part of the human condition, I guess, to be sort of you know, a- a- intrigued by by certain acts of whether they're just just horror or or, or violence. It's uh, sort of disturbing part of uh the human condition but nonetheless it's 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 still sort of part of part of who we are
1: yeah it's going to give us uh president trump here soon enough so
0: <laughs> yeah are you ready
2: to endorse can you give us an endorsement who, who <laughs> are you endorsing
0: I, I was uh voting for bernie but um I, it seems like he's not going to uh it seems like he's definitely dead in the water at this point. Yeah. Unfortunately.
2: Yeah, yeah, especially because you don't have any uh, student debt for him to forgive. So, <laughs> I,
0: right? Yeah, I don't really have a dog in that fight. Uh, I yeah. mean, I guess, <laughs> t- to be honest, that wasn't the one of the driving factors in why I was supporting him again because I'm, you know, I'm already out of college. But I think in terms of his, his his general sort of look at American society and the corporate greed that's just running so rampant uh, in uh, in politics, he seemed like one of the few real, like, real outsiders that was that was going to be you know, fighting for a for a real change. I don't really want someone who's just going to sort of maintain the status quo and just kick the can down the line for those four years. I wanted someone that was really going to shake up the system. And in many ways, you know, he has, even though he's not going to get the nomination, barring some crazy thing with, with, with Hillary. You know, I, I think he, he, he really energized a lot of young people. I think uh, he really motivated people to care about the, the political process. And hopefully it will create some, some grassroots movements uh, and you can get some people on the state local level that will be fighting for, for a change um, so that this the corporate greed that's running so rampant can be you know, kind of Put a lid back on it, at least, or keep it at bay for for a little while.
1: I don't know. I think you just want free stuff. That's all. Tell you what, <laughs>
0: I just I like my freedom free. <laughs>
2: I don't know if you uh, would agree with me, but see, I, I'm of the I've got the opinion that it, yeah, it's got a little bit to do with corporate greed, but really, it's got to do with the idea that we have exponential technologies that just make it so that. Uh, you know, if you, if you can imagine a hundred people in a room, it used to be that ninety-eight of those hundred people need to work for the hundred to survive. And now we're getting to the point where you only need about ten or fifteen people to survive. There's another thirty working so that everybody can have fun. But even if the others wanted to work, there's really nothing that is needed for them to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would totally agree that technology is is, is changing the playing field uh, and 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 really restructuring. Society in many ways. Uh, the, the problems that I have is uh, so, for example, with like like clean energy technology. I mean, there's there's many corporations that are, you know, they don't want to see renewable energy on the market because they have a monopoly on a, a finite resource. Uh, and I think that was another one of Bernie's policies that he was he was very much you know, environmentally conscious and very much wanted to you know, move away from like these like fossil fuels and into renewable energy sources, wind, solar what have you, and that's a, a very large growing job market that you know could put a lot of people to work, uh, but unfortunately the powers that be don't want to see those types of jobs created because that's going to cut into their profit margin, even though at this point now I think there's just really no stopping that. It's just sort of a matter of time, yeah. um, so that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, certainly with, with the, the exponential growth of technology, uh, the, the capitalistic model is, is, is sort of, I think is struggling to, to adapt to that. Um, I mean, yes. just look at the music business, for example, right? I mean, people can get the product that a band or a label is selling for free just by, by downloading it. So that's really affecting the industry in many ways. If you look at, like, print magazines, like, a lot of those are, are going out of business because people are are, are downloading them, uh, you know, PDFs or, or what have you, getting stuff like on Kindle and stuff like that. So it's, it's changing the business model, and I think people have to really Adapt to it, or they're going to be be swallowed up by the by the oncoming rush of technology. It's also possible that we won't be able to adapt to it. I mean, it's coming so fast and hard that our human brains, uh, I don't know, are, are, are going to be equipped to, to to deal with this sort of exponential growth that uh, is about to really pop off. I feel. I think I was I was watching some kind of uh, you know, talk on on the growth of technology and I think it was like Moore's law or whatever, like we're right at that bell curve of where it's like mm-hmm. about to just really explode. Um, so we'll, we'll see if humans will be able to to adapt to that and, and what our society will be able to make of it once, once it really,
2: explodes. See, I got the optimistic idea that I think that, you know, humans are a pretty adaptable species, and we've always managed to adapt in the past. We'll adapt again. And then, you know, where where I was really into the energy of the Bernie campaign, I worry about the idea of, you know, his idea being regulation needs to happen in order to you know, uh, uh, get these good changes to happen. Unfortunately, to me, regulation is a double-edged sword where just as often, if not more so, it's put in place in order to prevent new technologies, prevent, you know, new eco-friendly things, new things that will change the status quo. It'll prevent those from happening rather than assist them. You know what I mean?
0: No, I, I do. And, and uh, it's, it's just so complicated because I think the system is so broken from so many levels that it's hard to enact any real type of change, um, you know, to, if, the, if the model is, is so damaged and, and, and so malfunctioning, you know, rather than try to fix the current model, sometimes I think you just need to kind of start from scratch uh, and, and, and build a new model that makes the old model obsolete. No, so you're they voting say,
2: Donald Trump.
0: Well, well, yeah, yeah, right. Burn it down. As, as, they, as they say. Uh, you know, uh, what is it? Capitalism is the is the worst form of of uh, government uh, besides all the other ones. So yeah. it's uh, it, it's it's hard to to make things hard to make things work, especially when you have it, it's sort of like a chicken or the egg thing, right? I mean, you have yeah. government coming in uh, regula- over regulating things, but then you have corporations coming in and Patting the pockets of these all these politicians in order to pass bills that are favorable to them. So the, the arm of the state is just this sort of easily easily pulled lever for corporations to use to make things beneficial to them uh, and to stamp down on the will of the of the people many times. So it's 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 a tough uh, it's a tough thing, especially when so many people are bought and sold.
1: Yeah. Well, and there's also supposed to be like this assumption in capitalism that that. Businesses in general are supposed to look to the good of society, right? So if if the rising tide raises all ships, so if everything goes up, then every, everybody comes up with it, and that just doesn't happen. And you know, which we learned from trickle down economics in the in the eighties and all that, and or supply side economics as they call it now. Uh, right. So you see, you see that that doesn't actually work without some form of the other side being able to kind of. Bring bring it along as well. That's where the socialism comes in, and some of that stuff where the New Deal kind of thing leveled the playing field for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, there certainly needs to be, I think, some kind of uh, assistance programs in place because, yeah, I think people underestimate the uh, the greed of those that are that are in power. Um, you know, you'd like to think that there could be some kind of. I mean, I think it would be great if we could have some sort of like morality based capitalist society right where maybe like after like X amount of, of dollars of profit margin um, you know a, a certain portion of your uh, you know tax you get taxed at a higher rate or uh, you know whatever your, your, your profits after you hit a certain ceiling funnel back into you know whatever country you're living in to build up the infrastructure so that all the benefits of living in that country that allowed you to create this business that allowed you to thrive can go back into to paying it forward for, for future generations and just sort of maintaining that society that you have benefited from. But then
1: you run into that issue of, of whose morals do you actually abide by? Because, you know, like you're saying, stem cell research for somebody who is a science-based person is, you know, killing an unborn child for somebody else. So, you know, it's like, where does that moral line actually exist?
0: Well, I, I think it's certainly, you know, absurd... To think that like a, a just fertilized egg is the exact same thing as a like living human person. Well, I right? agree. Um, so I think a, a lot of the uh, a lot of the ideology that's that's animating that kind of thinking is coming from incredibly outdated, archaic religious texts that really have no basis in modern society. So as as soon as people can kind of let go of those superstitions. Uh, I'm not saying you can't be a spiritual person. I'm not even saying that you can't be, like, a necessarily a religious person. But it's like, you know, the, the same people that are going to throw their arms up in the air in outrage over, like, stem cell research are the same people that are going to wear, like, a, a cotton polyester blend T-shirt, which is, like, outlawed in, like, fucking Leviticus or whatever, right? Yeah. So it's like people already pick and choose whether they know it or not from the Bible – you know why? Why are we picking and choosing things that could, you know, really benefit the advancement of the human race? When it's like, if you like eat pork or something, or or eat shellfish uh, that like the Old Testament forbids, but you're outraged over stem cell research, I, I find it to be like a little bit hypocritical. Um, so I think that those Alleluia. ways of thinking just need to kind of die off, or at least like adapt with the times. Um, again, I'm not I'm not a religious person. I don't even care if you're particularly religious, but when your religious beliefs you're imposing them upon how other people conduct research, then that's going against what what, what freedom is all about theyre're they are they are perverting it in a way that they're, they're they're looking at it from like the opposite, and it's like oh you're doing doing this research is you infringing upon my my religious beliefs, but I mean the other person can turn around and say, your religious beliefs are impeding me from doing my research so uh, so you're endorsing
1: point. Gary Johnson. That's what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, that sort of brings it back full circle to you know, the Earth is the center of the universe. You know, to if, if that's what you believe, you know, and you almost have to believe that in some respects to be able to get elected these days, or else you're going to lose thirty percent to forty percent of the people that might may or may not vote for you.
0: You mean uh, you have to you have to be religious in order to to run a campaign? Pretty much yeah yeah i mean I think you have to pander to to whoever will you know whatever your voting base is uh that's just sort of the the nature of the game although again i think i think Bernie did it in a, in a very sort of classy way um you know he he wasn't really sucking up to to the religious right in in any way um where you know obviously on the on the republican side you know people just you know bend over backwards to uh to suck up to the religious right when their own values are, have nothing to do with, I think, any of the, the teachings that most people are espousing. Yeah,
1: but I mean, at the same time, even in the Democrat, on the regular Democrat side, you know, if if Obama was actually a Muslim, there would have been no way he got elected, right? Just because. That's, well, yeah, I mean, you know, Muslims make
0: up about like point 0- zero percent of the country or something like exactly that. So, i mean yeah I mean, was it was crazy we were... enough
1: that his name was hussein exactly you know i mean come <laughs> on but i'm saying that prejudice exists so much within the society that bernie would have been a hard sell just to you know Jew, uh, judaism is uh, okay it's close it's kind of close okay all right a, but that still would have been kind of a hard sell
0: yeah I, it's It's. i mean well look he, he didn't end up getting the, the nomination so i'm sure there's a, a variety uh not yet. But if you, if, if you look at the uh, the polling of a lot of U.S. citizens, I mean, we're slowly becoming a more atheist society, more agnostic society, and I think, that's a, I think that's a good thing. And if you look at a lot of the first world you know, European nations and stuff like that, agnosticism is on the rise, atheism is on the rise. Uh, I think it's just sort of the, the hallmark of a, of a society that's, that's moving forward. We can kind of shed ourselves from the religious tribalism, Uh, and the superstition that that caused so many problems uh, for so long. And, of course, you can always point to the good things that religion has done, but I don't think you need religion to to have morality, right? And plenty of modern societies are shedding themselves of that, and they they seem to be... Moral.
2: It, it's. I'm not like a numbers guy, but like uh, you know, I think the number of people, young people, who supported the Bernie campaign was something like 112 percent or something like that. <laughs> so, so, but like you know, the, the Bernie supporters are are getting older and even more politically active. The non-Bernie supporters, which would be the Hillary and Trump supporters, generally are you know on the brink of dying. So it's. It, to me, it seems like the amount of change, the shift that's going to happen over the next four years is similar to, like, Moore's Law. You know, it's going to just explode and people won't be ready because it'll be demographically weird. It'll be uh, uh, age will be weird. You know, everything's going to be weird about it.
0: Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting time. I mean, there's certainly uh, going to be a changing of the guard coming up relatively soon, like at least in the next. By the time the next president will be, uh, you know, I mean, after this current election is coming up. But, yeah, in four more years, like you said, there's going to be some some new blood uh, in the political sphere. We'll see. We'll see what happens.
2: That'll be just two revocation albums from now.
0: That'll be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If we're on track, it will yeah, we'll be. That's how that's how we you can, you know, judge time. Yeah. Uh, three revocation records from now. We'll have. You know, Flying cars, and, <laughs> 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 uh, and right. five revocation records from now, I mean, so <laughs> nanobots will really be taken off. though so. well,
2: dude, Google's got like this machine learning open source thing on their available now, so you can like you know create little code that will learn for you you know what i mean it it, it like will we'll we'll do image recognition speech recognition it can like you know look at tons and tons and tons of data and infer things just by learning and kept keep on checking it and that's open source it's for anybody it's totally crazy
0: we're gonna die yeah yeah that's uh i heard an, uh, an interview with Stephen hawking recently with like larry king and he's like yeah we're we're all fucked
1: so. <laughs> yeah i mean like you hear that and you go oh my god so that's just gonna analyze what now um
2: right
0: right
1: well, yeah but we're not fucked for at least seven
2: more revocation albums
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you good. got you got about you got about eight more revocation records before <laughs> shit starts hitting the fan and then the ninth record you're gonna really want to start stockpiling food and by the tenth revocation record uh it's gonna be just all held break loose and it's gonna be hell on earth I'm,
2: I'm thinking by the 10th revocation record, Mark from Periphery actually has shrunk you like Rick Moranis and stuck you in his ear.
0: We're working on that technology now, yeah, so I'm, I'm, just, I'm actually going to be, I'm going to build my own bunker inside of Mark from Periphery's ear, uh, so I don't know what you guys yeah. are doing for the apocalypse, but I know where, where I'll be.
2: All I got to say is I hope Metal Blade will fund the budget of that music video, because that'd be freaking
0: great, man. <laughs> yeah, we'd well, love we'll to be a we'll do a joint uh, joint video between uh, our different labels. Oh,
2: that would be cool! Like it, it's a Periphery music video, but then it's a Revocation video inside the Periphery music video.
0: Whoa! Right, like it's like he's playing, and like, and then it just sort of zooms into his like ear, and then like the uh-huh. music kind of. Like phases out, and then it's like then we're playing. Just Which promise is, me a, you
2: don't you you don't give him director approval to on the final edit, and you stick all these other things inside of his head to really make fun of him.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll put all sorts of fucked up shit in there.
1: And <laughs> say that's going to open up a wormhole or something, man. I don't know. That's not, you got know, to be careful about that.
2: <laughs> hey, hey Dave, how much of an asshole is Scott from Carnifex? Scott, you
0: know he's. He really isn't an asshole. Um, he's a, actually a really nice guy. He, he, he's, uh, I think he comes off as maybe like being hard to approach. Uh, that's just, I guess, maybe like the, the persona that he has because um, he's kind of like a dark dude, I guess. But like, he's actually like a really cool, funny dude. And uh, like, I remember when we first did a tour with him, um, you know, it was like kind of hard to warm up to him for like a couple of days. But like, you know, by the time we were Three or four days into the tour, everything was was gravy and just all gel. And so Scott's actually like a, a, a really really nice guy. So
2: we got, got off the disappoint. phone with him, and I asked him like how much of an asshole you are just to see if he'd go there and, and, and he wouldn't.
0: It was kind of Yeah, yeah sad. no, Scott, Scott's really nice. I'm I'm sorry to disappoint, guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're just going to see if they matched up. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, okay, good. All right, awesome. I
2: just find the neck tattoos scary. I think that's the scariest thing. I mean, he's tall and stuff and dark, but the, the neck tattoo thing, I just, you know, I look at that and I go, you forgot to not do that, you know?
0: I mean, I've been around, like, I mean, I'm, like, fairly heavily tattooed, but, like, that this is, it's not something that like really phases me at this point, you know. Will like, you
2: do the neck tattoo.
0: Well, I do neck tattoos. I mean, I don't. I don't have any plans to. I mean, I, I don't know. Probably not. But I don't. You never know.
1: I don't know. I so, see. The, I see the throat tattoo, and I go, "That's that's hardcore." Because I mean, I've got. I'm up to my kind of up to just below my shirt line uh, uh-huh. tattooed, and I know how much that fucking hurt. Oh my god, I right, can't imagine right. you know getting your Adam's
0: apple tattooed. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a it's a commitment. I mean, it's a lot of pain, uh, and it's also just sort of a lifestyle commitment too. Yeah, I too. Mean, yeah, you too. know, I can I can sort of if I need to like cover all my my tattoos up with, like a button-up shirt, like no one would be the wiser. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like if you're getting like your like hands, knuckles, and like throat tattooed, uh, it's 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 certainly a a lifestyle commitment. But I you know, I respect that. It's, you know, when someone's gonna like really go for it, it's like all right.
1: Yeah, hell, we got to wrap up with you here, but uh, we we actually have the privilege of being able to uh, premiere one of the songs from the record on this podcast.
0: Uh, which what song is that?
1: We're going to premiere "Profanum Vulgus," uh, oh, uh, track number seven off the new record. Any uh, any insight on this particular song?
0: It's it's a unique song for us. It's got a cool. I don't know if you want to call it like intranot, Alice and in Chainsy kind of part uh, in the bridge section doing some atmosphere some different style of vocals there so that was a fun challenge for me and I think it came out really cool the the intro riff reminds me of like a weird voivod kind of style riff it's it's rocking but it's in this weird off tempo thing um, and actually I remember you know, a little a little story about writing that song the intro's so so bizarre in terms of how the the beats go i remember playing it with ash you know it it, it took a minute to kind of get us both on the same page because, like, I think where one would normally sort of feel the downbeat, it, it, it flips around once you start to get into the groove of it. So it's, uh, it's kind of cool uh, in, in terms of a, a, a rhythmic pulse that's, that's driving that, that first uh, part. But that's some, some more music nerd talk for you right there. I don't <laughs> know if anyone cares about that.
2: Lyrically, it's about the, how awful a Hillary Clinton presidency is going to be.
0: Uh, well, uh, lyr- profanum vulg, it's uh, basically Latin for... The common herd. So it's, it's sort of my, my skewering of the, uh, the elite, and I think in, in the, the ways that they view the, the plebeians uh, such as ourselves in, in society.
4: This year we doubled down. Two days, September seventeenth and eighteenth. Twenty rock bands per day with key. Avenged Sevenfold, Allison Chains. Yeah. Monster Energy Rock Allegiance, music, craft beer, gourmet man food, Talon Energy Stadium, Saturday and Sunday, September 17th and 18th. Also with The Offspring, Breaking Benjamin, Chevelle, Pierce the Veil, Ghost, Chevy Metal, and appearances by Slayer and Volbeat. Let's three, into Three stages per day. Some 40 bands over two days. Go to rockallegiance.com for all ticket and festival information. Make your pledge. Get your tickets today. Fueled by Monster Energy Drink.
1: music from DRI Dirty Rotten Imbeciles anonymity is a uh, the new song right there uh, but wait there's more is the name of the new EP <laughs> Did you even know that there was a new DRI record coming out I I well see I'd been hearing
2: that it, they'd been working on it and that it might happen but you know, it was one of those things where there's not been this like, uh, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, new DRI, which is what I would have anticipated because DRI are one of the all time greats, you know. So I was surprised when I said when you said uh, that you had a new track from DRI. And I don't know
1: uh, what the hell's wrong with me. Well, yeah, and you were like, can we play it? I'm like, well, it's been out for like three weeks. So, I mean, I guess we can. It's kind of on the Internet. God so, damn. you know. Uh, yeah, but I mean, the, that's the, well, and DRI seems to be sort of uh, colloquial, if you will, you know, being from Texas. Uh, since they're, no. they're, I feel like they are a little bit, you know. No, I mean they're bigger DRI, than that, but you know. Yeah,
2: I mean, Dri were around when Slayer were still like worshiping Judas Priest. I mean, so Dri have been around. Like, oh, I know. They, they were. They're one of the. I mean, super mega 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 originals. I mean, Dri are the the band that did the crossover from um, uh, hardcore, hardcore and metal.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's and, they got and, the album that's called. <laughs> the yeah, the crossover. crossover, yeah, so yeah. yeah,
2: and 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 they deserve all the respect, and that's just what happened when on seventy thousand tons. I was like, why aren't Dri on like the mega 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 stage?
1: But see, that's what I'm you saying know? is, I thought I have a feeling that people aren't as in tune with that as they should be. But you know what I mean? It's like I don't think it. I don't think that everybody agrees with that, you know. But I, I mean, I'm happy to, that they're they've got new music. It does sound like they're old stuff, but. Uh, I, mean, but,
2: I mean, DRI even have like that, like, you know, every band needs like that one song that's just irrefutably awesome. You have to love that song. It's too great of a song to not love. They've got that Beneath the Wheel is yeah. just, I mean, if you put together like a top 15 greatest songs in the history of metal, Beneath the Wheel is is in the back half of that 15 uh, greatest hits album. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I mean, as far as, uh, as, far as like a hardcore crossover thing, yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I, I, I might put Gun Control in there, but that's just me.
2: Yeah, that's that is just you. <laughs> you know, fuck <laughs> you, man. <that's
1: laughs> you know. But I mean, there didn't seem to be like a gigantic bit of fanfare that was coming out about this record. You didn't see, you know, metal sites posted about blah blah blah. All right, instead of somebody like Tool who farts near a recording studio, and everybody's like, Ah, Tool back in the studio. What's going on? At, uh. at this point, it's it's like if if Buzz Osborne farts, it somehow <laughs> it's got something to do with Tool. I didn't even read that article. I, I didn't even like to, cause I don't fucking care. I, like, we, I think we've talked about this topic before on the podcast about like how I, I just don't give a shit if your band is going in the studio. I don't care if they're thinking about recording or we, we're talking about writing a song this one time. I don't fucking give a shit. I just don't care. Why does it even matter? Why does that even matter? You know, I mean, if you, if you're going in the studio, go in the studio, record the shit and come out and then let's talk about what you put out.
2: Well, yeah, and and even so, it's just like this this anticipation. Why do you uh, first? Why does anybody like feel obligated to receive a new Tool album? Why does anybody, uh, you know, this this like oh Metallica? It's taken them too long. To re- Metallica doesn't know you shit. Shut up, you know. <laughs> and, and plus, and, you're gonna
1: shit on it when it comes out anyway. So
2: exactly, and probably rightfully so, you know. So why w- w- get all like worked up about it? You know, just just just. Yeah. There's so much other great stuff that's happening in music, and it's coming from unexpected places. You you know what would be even more unexpected is if Tool or Metallica actually put out something that was worth listening to at this point. Yeah,
1: totally. It's going to suck. So, you know,
2: just shut up and and if it doesn't
1: and if it doesn't suck, then then we will be pleasantly surprised about it when it comes out out of the out of the ether. You know, like it doesn't like it doesn't matter. It's just it's like there it is. Okay, that's pretty fucking good. All right. You know, I was surprised by I guess it was 10,000 days. Right. You know, and how good I how good that record actually was, you know, and even even Death Magnetic, for that matter. You know, the last Metallica record that came out, I was I was kind of pleasantly surprised with how good it was, but I didn't sit there waiting on the edge of my fucking seat for that record to hit the stores. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't waiting. I wasn't listening to little fucking five minute clip or 10 second clips of what they were putting out or any of that shit. Like I wasn't, I don't even get that. And I kind of agree with you where it's the best stuff that you hear now is just magically fucking appears. You know, like, we played Bellicor last week, and it's like, this is kind of fucking... It's grown on me, by the way, just FYI. Uh,
3: Aww, yeah. Uh, and,
1: and and But, no, it's like, it, the, this shit just shows up out of the ether, and you're like, yes, okay, this is something new. Or asteroid, you know, good example, where you're like, what oh, the fuck yeah. is that? And it just surprises the shit out of you. Like, that is so much more exciting to me than trying to anticipate the glory of days past. You know, like... and, and look, let's talk about inspiration, right? Does inspiration
2: happen over the course of 10 years? And then at the end of it, like you get something that, that, that is good. Probably not. What happens is inspiration happens. You rush into the studio to get all these great ideas out of your skull. You put them down. Just, you put it out. It takes a moment and it, and it's freaking classic. When you're spending
1: 10 years on baking something, it's because you have no ideas, (laughs) right? Or, or you wind up in a situation like a lamb of God, right? Where there's a, there's a physical situation that happens that prevents you from doing something and creating something. But at the right. same time, it creates something that gives you something to inspire you in a different direction and pushes you and pushes the band in a different way and makes something amazing. So you get this, you get this other sort of push and pull out of something like that. You know, I think the only other example that, that is somewhat recent that that didn't end in a in a completely shitty way was probably worship music was probably anthrax you know it's like that was such a great record and it was highly anticipated so it you know and i think sometimes people get the idea that that all of those are going to be that way and it's hard it how when to, you know, like this, the, the flap about Morbid Angel right now, Morbid Angel going back in the studio first time without David Vincent, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, last time I checked, the last fucking great record was maybe Formulas Fatal of Flesh, <laughs> you know, so um, we got 20 years since we got anything that was like really good from Morbid Angel so if the thing isn't being produced by Skrillex I'm not getting excited (laughs) oh god that was like oh no 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 not after that last
2: seriously like what does a band really when they've got good ideas do you think they really sit there and go you know what let's keep working on these good ideas until we got them great no nobody ever has done that what they're doing is they're getting in the studio or they're getting in their rehearsal space and they're jamming away and it all blows and they're like. Like, well, do we put this out and ruin our legacy? Or do we just, like, tell everybody that we're going to make this super awesome and hope that somebody at some point gets inspired around here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, they're, 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 in this economy, there's no way in the world that a band puts out, will we'll spend years making something that's going to be just okay. They're, they'd be happy to put out something okay
1: as long as it takes them only a few weeks. Mm, I could see that. Oh, God, I was trying to think of who the... Uh, who was it we, who was it we talked to that, that said this, like, I was, they're afraid to, like, let something out because they, if it sucked, they could just, like, put it away. Uh, um, oh, damn it. I forgot who that was. Oh, it was, uh, it was, a. Uh, sorry. It was, it was, on our Patreon. It was actually our last interview with, uh, with, uh, uh, Thomas, uh, of,
3: oh, of at yeah. the gates.
1: You know, it's like yeah. they had all this stuff that they, <laughs> that they, that they had worked on. It's like, well, but we didn't tell anybody about it because if it sucks, then, we didn't tell anybody about it. So, yeah, totally. so it's like, okay, that makes a lot of sense to me. It's like, yeah. don't fucking talk about it. Why? Because people then will start to go, Hey, when's this coming? What's going to happen? What's the, da-da-da-da-da? And you know, instead you kind of know as the artist to go, well, let's just find out what we have first. If the magic is there, if we've got it, then, then we can put it together and it'll explode, you know? And that makes a lot more sense to me than, all of this other shit. And I but I don't know if it's driven by the fans or driven by the band. So you know what I'm saying? Oh, like Oh, it's the fans. It's, 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 it's got to be the fans. You know, the, and yeah. that's the only thing that I can think of because I don't know that Maynard gives a shit about anybody, you know what I'm saying? So Yeah. It's like other than his winery or whatever, you know what I'm saying? It's like I don't think he you know it, it matters at all. Yeah, I think it's the
2: winery is his fan base at the moment. But yeah, dude, the, 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 the whole, the whole, the fan clamor for, for shit from their, their favorite bands is just this total misplaced anticipation i I don't quite get it i mean why put your energy i I get it it's clickbait right so you know the 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 sites have got to post about it because but it's the reason that it's clickbait is because somebody out there is a moron going oh new metallica new metallica they don't care Mm. Just remember, you haven't listened to anything since "And Justice for All," and that's good thing. nothing good has happened for Metallica since "And Justice for All." So don't think that anything's going to change. Why in the world would you think that those four or five years where Metallica were inspired and put out great, great, great music? Is somehow going to return? Yeah, you
1: know they've got. They, 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 it's not going to happen. Yeah, you're never going guys... to get another Master of Puppets. You're never going to get another no. record like that. It's never going to. And, no. and 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 you know and, and it's funny because you know I'm a f- like I'm a fanboy of Iron Maiden, right? You know, like to, you know that's like my end all be all. I was like, but I, as a fan of Iron Maiden, know that they haven't released anything like truly, truly good since Fear of the Dark like like that's the last thing that 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 album and that was only like two songs on that record that were really good they're just about to say that yeah you know exactly. and but everything before was magic but the stuff that came after it's just like eh, it's okay you know it's not terrible but it's just mediocre. But that's me, and I'm, it doesn't make me anticipate the next record more. And I'm a fanboy for that band, so I don't, I don't get that, and I don't click on stuff like that. I don't, I, I'm not that guy. I guess I don't know. So that, it's hard for me to see how people get that way, even as a fan of somebody like that. You know, like when Matter of Life of Death was coming out, it's like I wasn't that guy that was clicking on that stuff, or I wasn't. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's so it's kind of weird to, to, to understand why the and fascination maybe, with somebody like tool or metallica i don't i just don't get it maybe
2: some of it's got to do with like oh well if they put out a new album that means they go on tour and i'm excited to go see them live. Maybe. that makes a certain amount of sense but then why does this paradigm exist that we have to wait for a new album for a band to go yeah. on tour i mean you think about like metallica could be doing the 30th anniversary tour of this album the 30th yeah, anniversary but the, those bands know, aren't at, touring at any
1: I mean, when you when you say tour, you know, when it's not like they're touring for six months in a row or some shit, they're playing like 20 fucking gigs and they call it a tour. You know, it's like it's not even that. So, I mean, you can't really even call these bands like they're touring, touring, you know, and it's three days between gigs and they're flying to everything instead of riding, riding in a van. You know, it's like it's just not the it's not the same it's not the same as an actual tour tour. You know what I mean? It's just, it's a little yeah. bit different. So, yeah,
2: they're not coming to your town, so relax.
1: You yeah, know? yeah, right. It's, it's, a, we're only going to do the top 50 markets and we're only going to do 10 of those. So, you know, but, we gotta, you know, really, I mean, when it all comes down to it, th- th-
2: what that all sort of translates to you to, to mean is that Metallica and Tool don't give a shit about <laughs> you. And, I mean, it, I mean, let's just call it what it is, you know, and, and they don't need to. And they shouldn't give a shit about you, so they're not going to put out a so-so album until they absolutely have to. Yeah, you know, and and they're not gonna they're not gonna go tour into your town because they owe you a concert, no matter what you're going to pay them to 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 do it. They don't have to do anything they don't want, and they shouldn't. Well, I, I think the idea that Metallica are writing and recording a new album is kind of like. You know guys, you you really don't want to do this. You don't have to do this. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. Well, it's okay. But kind of back to your point though, you know, I I really wish that uh that fans would turn that clamor and that effort and that that desire that they have with all of those things that you read or or that are coming about these big bands and turn that to seeking out other stuff that they might like. You know, like mm-hmm. take that energy and invest it in In finding new shit and new stuff that they like, and because the other thing that you find is people that are diehard Metallica fans, that's all they listen to, or they listen to bands that sound like Metallica. So they listen to Avenged Sevenfold, you know what I'm saying? Like it's all sort of in the same wheelhouse. They don't bother like branching out of that stuff, and that's really what I wish you get some of that effort put in somewhere else to discover new stuff because there's so much cool shit that's coming out there. That, that people are just, that's blown right by people half the time.
2: Yeah, you want a clickbait article? How about top two hundred and ninety-five albums that are coming out this year? They're going to be better than Metallica. Or cool,
1: <laughs> no shit? Oh man, no kidding, right? Yeah. Oh, what, what, whatever, dude. That's going to be totally in my top twenty-five. I can tell already, man. Just by the, just by the five seconds that I heard in that Brioni commercial. I can't wait. It's going to be great. Oh, it's going to be the best oh, album. Did ever. They, have, they had music in the Brioni. No, no, title? no. I'm just fucking right. <laughs> I'm just making that shit up. <laughs> uh, clickbait, dude. Clickbait. Yeah. We put, <laughs> I mean, I like it. I, well, I'm gonna, gonna put. I'm gonna make sure we put Metallica, Brioni, and uh, new song in our description of this episode that we use so make sure that everybody clicks on it. So good idea, <laughs> good idea. <laughs> I mean, you know, just got to go with it. You know, if you're gonna go with it, it's uh, it's how it goes. Oh,
2: totally. Yeah, the, the headline of this week will be lucky if Dave from Revocation gets a mention. It's Metallica and
1: Tool. <laughs> And baby metal, just because we got to say, we said baby metal. So, just because we said baby metal, we got to put that in the description too. uh, And Chuck and Godless mentioned baby metal. Yeah, right. Something. (laughs) Uh, What? They're coming out with a new record? No, they're thinking about going into the studio at some point. There's going to be a possible tour sometime in the future of maybe uh, sometime in 2019 or something. Oh,
2: wait, wait, wait. And Godless speculates on what Dave Mustaine had to say about the new Metallica. (laughs) No.
1: that's oh, terrible I love it I love it <laughs> ah, choking me up I swear <laughs> All right, we got to wrap this episode up. Uh, let's see. Make sure that you are subscribed to us iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast. That way, uh, you don't have to worry about hunting it down, man. You can uh, have it come right to your device. Uh, easy. Subscribe. Click on the button that says subscribe. I know it's tough, uh, you know, hard to figure out. But then leave us a couple of stars, maybe a review or something like that. Tell your friends about it. Uh, you, you know, you can always tell them that we suck. That's that, That's true. It's fine. So do that. And if you want to hunt it down, you can go to metal And right there at the top, there's a podcast tab. Click on that tab right there, and all of our episodes listed right on one page. you can go back and listen to all the old episodes listed right there on the old interweb. So while you're sitting in your office doing absolutely nothing, not fixing anything, uh, then you can, uh, you can listen to the old podcast, which would be pretty kickass. You can also find us on social media. I am at Bearded Ape. I am at Godless Speaks
2: and Godless Speaks on Facebook, Spotify. I got to say on Spotify, I have now not only a playlist with every single just about song that we've ever played on the Metal Sucks podcast, I've also added a, a, like a, a a pretty nifty like new songs that are coming out this week list, because mm. I, I, I subscribe to a bunch of different lists, but there's not one list that kind of has like a whole bunch of stuff. Now, this isn't anything that I'm listening to necessarily, I'm always trying to, but I I figured to be a really great resource so go to my spotify and you can catch up on all the new metal that comes out every week
1: you can find us on instagram at chuck and godless and of course our patreon if you go to patreon.com slash chuck and godless or chuck and godless.com hook up with us yeah, yeah it be chuck and godless.com we got uh, we got like an,
2: another 10 minutes at least of the dave from revocation interview that was
1: just too hot to to <laughs> get out to the general public he talks about the he talks about the new record. wait wait we're playing one from the new record okay uh he talks about uh, going into the studio. No, okay, they're coming no. out of the studio, going on tour. Um, uh, what the hell? Uh, d- d- he dishes on Alex Skolnick. Okay, no, actually, no, that's you that does that. Um, um, all right. So, no offense to Alex Skolnick. I was just, try- I was I, a joke, I, uh, you know. No, it was, it actually, it's kind of funny. But, yeah, you get some extra content if you go to Patreon.com. It's not just, you know, like throwing your money away. Uh, I mean, it kind of is because it's just going into my taco fund. But still, um, you can uh, donate some money to... to to the podcast, which would be great. We would appreciate it, but you also get some extra content, uh, you know, whether it's the, the new thing, raise Godless that uh, Godless is doing with his son, which is pretty cool or extra content, like the extra couple of minutes of this interview that we decided to put in to you know, just for you guys, which is pretty cool. Or the so.
2: exclusive interview with uh, Tomas from at the gates that we referenced earlier.
1: Exactly. So there's a lot of cool stuff for you to check out at uh, Patreon.com/slash Chuck and Godless. So hook up with us some way. We would definitely appreciate it. All right, till next week. I am Chuck. I am Godless. And this is another Metal Sucks podcast.